staying this afternoon. And um, this afternoon, I, uh, although I had the chance to speak uh, a little bit about my previous trip to Nicaragua, my brother Toshi uh, sent me an email, and I had that that chance. I, I decided to talk a about something indirectly related to uh, Nicaragua, something that a brother said to me before I visited that country, which I did not forget. A brother came up to me uh, before I went down there, and he said to me, before anything else, be righteous. Before anything else, be righteous. And I, that was something I appreciated. It was short, it was simple, uh, and it was biblical. Be righteous. And that's what I like to speak on today is, is righteousness. And I'm aware that this subject is, is very extensive. And with the 20 minutes that I have, I just want to look at uh, just a couple verses. My first verse, which will be my main text for today is found in Psalm 36. So if everything else is uh, seems to be disorganized or you forget it, I hope that you'll remember the Word of God and, and also this little saying, uh, before anything else, be righteous. So we're going to look at Psalm 36, and we'll, we'll begin at verse 5. The author of this psalm is David. Verse 5, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are great deep, O Lord, Thou preservest man and beast. In verse 6, Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. And one further reading in the New Testament in Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9 and verse And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto him Elias and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. I probably be best for, for all of us if I just start off with uh, defining that word, righteousness. It's quite easy to remember. There's, there's a key word in, in the beginning of the word itself. It's the word right. That which is right. Righteousness, that which is right, is an absolute quality of God. Righteousness is the quality of being just, without prejudice or partiality, as well as being 
morally upright and we have God's righteousness when we trusted in Christ it was credited to our account as righteousness our faith as as it was for Abraham not of works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us it's his righteousness that that is something I take I would like to take a look at this afternoon it's the, it's the simile that David uses in this verse which, which I find very interesting. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. When we take a look at the geography of, of Palestine, we will learn that, that David would have been acquainted with seeing some fairly large mountains. The mighty peaks of the north include Mount Tabor, the Lebanon Mountains, and Mount Hermon, which, which I'll refer to uh, quite often this afternoon. Also of notable mention, the, the Naphtali Range, um, the Golan Heights, and the Hebron, Hill, Hebron Hills as well. So this area is, um, is a very interesting study to do with the geography of it. It's not... As I would think, maybe in my youth, it's just a, a desert land and nothing really is interesting. There, there's a lot uh, to appreciate uh, in regards to its geography. But getting back to my point, there would have been uh, some fairly large mountains that David would have been acquainted with seeing. When David looked upon these great mountains, there must have been things that he saw. There must have been certain features uh, which, which reminded him of God's righteousness. What I'd like to do this afternoon is, is view the great mountains as well and compare some of their features with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. So the first thing I'd like to draw your attention to is, um, is the size. Thy righteousness is like the great Mountains. It's quite possible that one thing that impressed David, who wrote this psalm, who penned the words, Thy righteousness is like the great mountains, one thing that probably impressed David about the great mountains was, was the simple fact that they stood out. That they stood out from the rest of the terrain when Considering Mount Hermon, which is about 35 miles north of the Sea of Galilee, and as one, one commentator put it, a mountain that struck awe in the hearts of those who settled in its shadow. This mountain can be seen from a remarkable distance. It's been documented that one visitor was able to distinguish Mount Hermon above, above the Golan Heights, uh, being situated 60 miles away. So they stood out. These great mountains, as they stood out. You know, the, the Lord Jesus, He stood out. Not because of physical appearance, but because of His divine attributes. Because He was, he was absolutely righteous, and he did not walk according to the world's ways. He, he stood out amongst a land that was spiritually flat. 
majestic Mount Hermon rises to a height of 9,000 feet. And the psalmist put it well when he said in Psalm 71, verse 19, Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high. Who has done great things, O God? Who is like unto thee? Is it any wonder that the Lord Jesus, when we come to the New Testament, that he chose, he chose a high mountain to display his glory? Uh, some people believe it to be Mount Hermon. Others believe that it would be Mount Tabor, where he, uh, where uh, the transfiguration took place. But anyway, the simple point, just like to bring out, is the great mountains they stood out, and that's something I think David appreciated and linked with the Lord's righteousness. You know, our Lord Jesus had nothing to hide. His way of living was, was open for all to see, and many came to him from a great distance. You know, from, from this I learned that there should be spiritual features that should naturally stand out in our own lives as well. Not that we want people to see, um, not that we want to be proudful or, or to, to be noticed, but there should be a spiritual features uh, that, that stand out in our lives and, and, and not be hid. I think of Psalm 40.10, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Is When people see us, is, is do they see uh, spiritual features that that would stick out from an ungodly world. It's also worth noting that because we stick out in to a certain degree, others are watching us as well. Not to encourage us in living on for Christ, but to hinder us. Scriptures say in Psalm 37:32, "The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to destroy him," because we are uh, separate from the world because we don't follow its uh, its ways, its, its wicked ways. Is is the, the wicked watcheth the righteous? You know they they watched the Lord Jesus. They they watched him. They sent forth spies uh, that they might take hold of his words. So if they watched the Lord Jesus, can expect the same that that they'll watch us and. Because the Savior lived an absolutely holy life, uh, there were those that made attacks on Christ, and there will be those that, that will do the same to us. Which leads to the quest, question: What can I do with to withstand an enemy attack? Which brings me to the next point: is is when David viewed the great mountains. I'm sure David, along with many others, could appreciate the simple fact that. That the great mountains, they didn't move for the enemies, but provided safety to to a certain degree. How can I resist with attack from the enemy? Be righteous, like the great mountains. Be righteous. You know, the mighty mountains of the north, they provided a natural barrier against Israel's foes. 
I learned when, when war threatened Israel's northern border, it was the Hermon Range that absorbed the first wave of invading forces. The Lord Jesus encountered attacks from the enemy throughout his lifetime, but, but like those great mountains, he, he never ran away. Scriptures tell us the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. The Lord Jesus, he was bold, but lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing to him. He, would, he used the power and strength of the word of God in many cases. In Proverbs 8, verse 8, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness, and there is nothing forward or perverse in them. I guess you could say he fought unrighteousness with righteousness. When tempted by Satan, he used the word the word of God to defeat him. But not only did, did the Lord defeat the enemy, but he protected others as well that were in jeopardy of, of losing their lives. For example, like that adulterous woman who was brought before her accusers. The so Lord Jesus, he protected and he, he forgave that woman. He by uh, his, his gracious words saved saved her life so we can see that there's there's strength and security in the great mountains as well can, can be seen in in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus you know it was that very discussion that the Lord had with Moses and Elijah on top of that high mount about his death that's where someone can find the ultimate, ultimate safety is in Christ and his death at the cross. We as believers can resist attacks from the enemy by, by speaking truth as well. Proverbs twelve seventeen: He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Is, it is profitable to be righteous and to speak words of truth and not lie and and show forth uh, the word of God to others as well. We can lead people uh, to safety as well by, by preaching truth, telling people about the safety uh, that's found in Christ and his saving death at Calvary. So the mountains provided strength and safety. I think that's it's something that David appreciated about him and linked that with, with the Lord's righteousness that there is strength and security in, in being righteous. Lastly, I'd like to, to take a look at uh, the peak of, of the great mountains. There are several things we can appreciate about the Lord's, about the righteousness of God when we arrive at the peak of the mountain. One thing is is the light that the peaks would receive. You know, when the sun rises, mountain peaks are among the first that receive light from the sun. And while darkness sets in, as the sun is setting, it's it's the mountain peaks that that are last to to give up that light. I think David, assuming that he uh, was in the area where, where he could see Mount Hermon. He had woken up very early while it was yet dark, just as the sun was setting. It's not a stretch of imagination to, to think that he would see the peak of that mountain still 
uh, receiving the first rays of light. I just wonder, uh, or at least I, I think that, that maybe he would link that as well, as the light that the peaks received to the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. You know, when we come to, to the other high mount where we see the Lord Jesus, when he was transfigured before them, his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. Here's, here's a peak, the Lord Jesus, who, who there was no darkness in him. Here's the, the Lord Jesus was truly the light of the world. And I just think of how when the, the, the literal sun would set, how the Lord Jesus would still, um, uh, would still uh, illuminate uh, that, the, the dark world. We think of Nicodemus who came to the Lord Jesus by night, how he uh, received that light from the Lord. So the Lord is, is a continual light. You know, for us, something that we can learn is, is being righteous, Psalm 112, verse 4 says, Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. As even in dark times, it is not to forsake being righteous, but to continue to be upright. And, and the Lord, light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Psalm 97, verse 11. So there's, there's light uh, in being righteous. When we look at the peak in closing, we can see um, it's snow. If one of those great mountains that David gazed upon was Mount Hermon, it's not, it's not a far stretch to believe that he would have thought of the Lord's righteousness when, when he saw the, the snow-capped peaks that would uh, last until the midsummer. On, on Mount Hermon. You know, Mount Hermon produced springs around her base as melting snows seeped through the porous rocks that made up her foundation. It provided a, a year-round supply of fresh water. You know, when I think of the snow, the, the, the snow-capped peaks, I, I would think that David would, would also link that, seeing snow on top of of those those great mountains with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. You know, the untainted and untouched snow that came from heaven and rested on the peak makes, makes me think of the spotless purity of the Lord Jesus which came from heaven. Also referring to the transfiguration, the Gospel Mark tells us, and as raiment became shining, exceeding white, as snow, as no fuller on earth can white them. He maxed out the earthly white. He lived an absolute moral moral life, absolutely sinless life. And because of his purity, uh, his death has brought us cleansing and blessing. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. You know, as those mountains would, um, as the snow would, would melt on, on the peaks of those mountains, travel through the veins of that mountain all the way to the base. You know, I, I learned something from, uh, that some, we can take something for, for ourselves, is 
Is what takes place up top here in our minds. As if, if our minds are pure, is that like the snow coming down, uh, melting down, down the mountain, that living a pure life and a righteous life up here uh, will affect the rest of our body and, and the lower parts, that is to say our arms, our feet, and the things that we do for the Lord. Psalm 18, verse 20 says, The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, hath he recompensed me. So we see that uh, being righteous is uh, something that, that will is something is something to to strive for, something to appreciate, and and the psalmist had it right when he said, "Thy righteousness is like the great mountains." So trust that short word would will be a blessing, and how we can uh, continue to follow after righteousness before anything else. Be righteous.